0: So come on along with me and grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up and step into facing your fears, making your bold moves and living life without apologies. Now let's get to the show. All right. All right. All right. Let's talk feet. Let's talk about pain. Let's talk about being an athlete and let's talk about, well, being queer. I know what the hell, Rick, right? Like you're going to talk about all this stuff. Well, hey, it all goes together as you will see momentarily. But I want you to just imagine you've done some amazing stuff like you've been on Titan games and you you worked with The Rock and then suddenly you were in Men's Health Magazine and you're also a doc that truly helps people with their feet. But then all of that surrounds like, hey, I also happen to be a queer man and I want to just like help spread the word that you can be everything you want to be and you can be queer, which I think most of us know this, but sometimes people don't. They're like, oh, no, I got to hide this part of myself. And today's guest is, well, he hadn't really hit himself because all those things I just told you about him, he's been seen a lot of places. But it wasn't until just recently when the whole men's fitness magazine hit that he decided, let's really have a conversation. And I'm so excited to have this guy on my podcast. And to get to stare at his like, he's just a dreamy man. I'm just gonna go there. Okay. Let's just, let's just go there. I'm gonna flirt with this guest (laughs) for a little bit. But um anyway, Bradley Schaefer, buddy, he is here. He's known on the TLC show as My Feet Are Killing Me. And he's got a practice in, well, the beautiful, beautiful city of Manhattan. And we're gonna talk about Central Park Soul, S-O-L-E, a little bit as well. And um, we're just gonna get this party started because I know he's got some stories to tell and some things that I'm sure will inspire a whole lot of you listeners. So hey Bradley, welcome, man. Welcome to the hey, podcast. Thanks,
1: Rick. I appreciate that. What's up, everybody? Thanks for hey, having me. Hey,
0: so we're gonna have some fun here, but let's talk. You know, I I always find this interesting when people do something that's really serves others. And so feet. I have a I'm a guy who suffers with a lot of foot issues probably because it all started with breaking a toe and then everything went to hell and handbasket after that but um yeah. what i find interesting is the feet are really what grounds us to our soul not only are you walking on them it gives us strength and everything but um why did you choose this pathway to foot doctor uh let's start there and then we'll weave everything else together. sure
1: yeah that's cool i mean at the end of the day like a uh, foot and ankle surgeon or doctor is called a podiatrist. Um, And the way I I came about choosing this career is, you know, I always wanted to be in medicine. I wanted to be initially a pharmacist, then chiropractor, orthopedic surgeon. Uh, I always had foot and ankle issues growing up, um, playing soccer and baseball and different things that a local podiatrist always helped me out. So that, in my mind, was always just kind of routine care type stuff that I thought podiatry was. But it advanced so much throughout my life into where we're doing tons of surgery, tons of reconstructive stuff, still treating sports medicine and other ailments. But seeing the growth, I was like, wow, that seems to be right in my wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. Um, So my ex-wife now, my wife at the time, she was the one that told me to get into this um, because a family friend of hers was a podiatrist. Um, She's like, look, it's right up your alley. You know, you like talking to people like helping us in sports and different things like that. So hit many facets uh, for me. I love it. Love feet. I don't find them as sexy as other people, but <laughs> I do. I do. I do dig feet. Obviously, helping people out with them. But
0: well, there's such a critical part of our who we are as humans. I mean, it just it's tough. I mean, I have a good buddy that I work with who is an extreme foot pain and he's not diabetic okay so that was my first question are you diabetic are you having that because i i am diabetic so i have the neuropathy stuff going on but it's right now we're starting to get there um losing some weight that always helps as well but you know all those interesting things but i mean he's in just so much pain it's like i saw him a few weeks ago and it was like it was hard to even watch because yeah he can walk but it's not comfortable he's got all the shoes but then of course he wears something like converse i'm like bitch Get some good shoes, right? I mean, I love Converse, not knocking Converse folks, but when you have yeah. those foot issues, you really got to kind of listen. I remember my podiatrist right after I broke my toe, he's like, I want you wearing shoes all the time when you're in the house. I'm like, I don't want right. to wear shoes in the house, right? And it's it's been a game changer. It's know? a game changer. I know.
1: I tell people that all the time. Yeah. yeah. So- some people listen, some don't.
0: Right. Exactly. Well, you know, we're all human. Right. But it's interesting that you had all these struggles, you know, with feet, ankles, all that stuff at being athletic, but yet here you push through. I mean, you keep being Mr. Athletic. I mean, Titan games alone must've had a huge challenge on
1: your body. I would assume. For sure. Yeah. I jacked up my back for a while doing it. Um, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, you don't change who you are. Um, you know, whether when you come out or, or not, my whole background growing up, but everything I did was, you know, centered around sports. Um, so I'm still very much involved uh, in sports I work out, I try my best to work out a, uh, a lot, right. um, eat well, different things like that. So that's never changed. Um, I like shooting hoops with my nephew and things like that, too. Um, but anyway, long story short, that's what got me into podiatry. Um, and yes, uh, sports and athletics are still a critical part of my life. Yes, I was on that show on NBC with The Rock. It was called the Titan Games, and that was freaking crazy. Uh, yeah, training for that was just unreal. So I trained and pushed my body to the limit, and um, it really worked out. I mean, I won a couple rounds, lost in like the third round, but I made it to the final nine guys. So wow. I, I got like that medal um, where it was like, you are one of the Titans, and um, Dwayne Johnson, you know, put that on me. So that was pretty cool. Just even That's meeting him, cool. standing near him. Yeah, he like towered over me, but he was super cool. Um, We hung yeah. out for a little bit, but uh, I'm sure he doesn't know my name anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I he know. He knew my name in the moment.
0: Right, right. I know. I was yeah. on the Ricky Ricky Lake show quite a few years ago as the coming out coach. I was like, we did a whole oh nice, coming oh out. sick, and- sure kind of stayed connected to her for a bit and i'm like i'm sure she doesn't even remember who i am at this point i mean even though we ran in we did run into each other once in la and I, she's like yeah oh yeah I i'm like okay you don't you know that's <laughs> okay not. don't even don't even try right but um, yeah but sure. how much has all of this i mean I, I, and this is where i wanted to like lead us to all that stuff has had to prepare you to some degree and have supported you in your coming out journey because there's resilience and you know just stay in the course and all that but there's also some hiding as an athlete sometimes sometimes we got to hide even though we shouldn't we hide our pain we're like nope just push through so how much of that really helped you as you were finally like okay this is who i truly am i'm a i'm a gay man
1: yeah man perseverance is like the motto of my life i talk about it all the time um you know just within school and the medical community i had a ton of failures um and that really brought into the failures that I was experiencing in life. I mean, you know, while I was struggling in school, um, I was also struggling in my marriage for obvious reasons. Um, and, you know, once I finally accepted, you know, myself and didn't always try to fit into the boxes that society placed me in, um, my whole goal right now and vision is to just blow up every box out there. Cause I just think it's ridiculous with the way that, Society places us like, okay, you're an athlete, straight, um, you know, Christian or religious, whatever religion you're in, and you're placed into these boxes. So, growing up, that's what I was, right? I was that straight athlete, religious man yep. that that's the role I just wanted to play because I fit into it. Mm-hmm. So, fit into it with my parents, family, school, friends everything. So that's just the box I played in. And then when I went to college, I I still wanted to stay in that box. So I went to a Christian university. I played baseball in Palm Beach, Florida, and I just stayed in those boxes. Met my wife. She's awesome. She's like my best friend of this day. So uh, big shout out to her. Love her dearly. Um, But that being said, is she didn't Belong being in my box with me, like that's where I belong, dealing with my own thing and then breaking it apart one by one. So, anyway, throughout that whole journey, um, I don't even know where I was really going with this, but boxes, no, I love this, perseverance though, is like my thing. Man, um, the so, boxes are huge, yeah. The boxes are yeah. so
0: confining, and even as I don't know if you found this, Brad, you know, as you've come out and started being more who you are and even even in the lgbtq community we suddenly start getting put in boxes right it's like okay you're a big athletic you know handsome guy i'm a you know i'm a bear they immediately oh look he's a big bear right (laughs) and you know and then it's like oh then now you know i'm old enough to be daddy so now i'm a daddy in the community right and it's yeah. just so interesting. Like, can I just be queer and that's it? Can I just be a gay guy? Right. And, you know, I don't mind. I, I love messing with like, yes, I'm a daddy. So <laughs> let's go there, boy. Right. But um, yeah. it, it's such an interesting <laughs> journey to find yourself yeah. going, wow, I just came out of one closet and from these boxes. And now here's a whole set of boxes. But the key, at least what I've found, I found, I'd love your input on this too. The box is only there if you allow the box to show up and you mm-hmm. step back into it. And I think too right, many in our true. community do that. They step into these boxes and go, and then they wonder why they're miserable
1: because they're, again, right. they're
0: trying to fit somebody else's picture of who they're meant to be.
1: Right. I love that. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I think the biggest thing mentally with just myself, it's like, uh, this is the way I act. I've always acted like this. It was one of the questions that like I was asked by a lot of family and friends, like, well, how do you act when you go out? It's like, man, I'm the same way I'm acting right. right now my whole life. It's just, that's who I am. Um, right. Now, there are people that can turn on different, you know, personas and they can act a different way. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's, who, it's just who you are as a person and it's who I am authentically. Um, and my biggest thing is just like breaking down in my mind what stereotypes have been. You know, who cares if I want to wear, like a crop top one day or, you know, outside and, you know, wear something to a pride event and just be fun, you know? And I think that's like, in my mind, I would have never worn something like that or, um, no, I mean, within each other's comfort, you know, you're able to wear certain things or not, but I'm totally, you know, in my mind to the point where I don't care about that stuff any longer, Mm -hmm. um it doesn't matter because if you're comfortable you're having fun and you're not hurting anybody else stop treading on me right you know it's easy so that's the the rest of society should be like that
0: well i agree and this is why i have such issue at times with like everything that's going on these days you know who how is a drag queen hurting anybody please really truly explain this to me you know how does you know sexualizing children Right. And how does you know how I show up now? It's interesting. My husband and I went on an all gay trip last year. We've been on several, but it was the first one since COVID. And and I found myself like, okay, this is kind of hard to do again. You know, it's like, how do I want to show up? Right. And of course, like, well, you know, I got to get, you know, different swimsuits and everything. And I even found myself going into the judgy place like Okay, girl, you should not be you should not be wearing that by the pool, right? And I'm like, "Don't do that, <laughs> yeah. Rick. Don't do that because no. this is what you preach all the time, right?" But sure. it was interesting yeah. to watch myself kind of go through it because we hadn't been in the group, well, we hadn't been in groups number one, so this was, you know, post-COVID. Mm. And then to be with a group of 300 other gay men, few women, it was like, "Wow, how do I how do I want to be?" like okay well yeah. what are they going to think of me and i'm like i finally got to the point I'm like i don't care what they think of me this is who i am yeah you know exactly and, um i was so proud of my husband because he 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 did bring in like his little mid-cut trunks and i had a pair and i'm like i'm a big bear nobody wants to see me in this i'm like well ricky wear these damn things when you go swim laps who gives a shit right sure and as soon as i wore them one day i stood up to go to the bathroom i'm like well do i put my towel around me? i'm like oh Screw it! I'm just going right. And one guy said, "I really like your trunks, and they look good on you." I'm like, "Okay, girl, I'm (laughs) rocking. Papa Bear is in the house. Let's go!" Right. (laughs) So, uh, but it 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 takes some perseverance to get ourselves there. And I love that you shared that. No matter that question of, well, how do you go out? You know, how do you be? and i know there's mm-hmm. probably guys in our community that would go oh he's like that's mr sportshead and everything who he's not gay enough right well, who defines this stuff right and i think yeah. that's a big thing that we contend with have you found that in your own journey like i know you don't really probably care but have you had those kind of almost reverse not gay enough discrimination things thrown at you at times
1: oh yeah all the time yeah, all the time. I one of the biggest things, it pissed me off for a long time. It's like, uh, um, gay guys will make fun of the way I talk, and it's it's interesting because I feel like they were probably made fun of the way that they talked growing up, yep. and I never I never made fun of them, but I'm sure they were by people and maybe people that looked and acted like me. So then their defense mechanism might be to do that to me. So for a while I was like, man, I don't even fit in here. You know, so it's very interesting. So I would always be like, yeah, I'm I'm done with this bro shit. You know right. what I mean? Like, <laughs> like that's, that's the way that I maybe I'm communicating right now and you think that I'm acting, but I'm not calling you names while I'm just sitting here trying to have a beer, you know, <laughs> different things. It's like just allow me to have my beer and laugh at every joke and, you know have fun like you guys are having anyway i mean eventually people got to know me very well now it is it's funny but for a while there they were dead serious you know like it was a constant running comment every yep. sentence yep so um yes uh, you are judged um it is it is not something that i viewed negatively um but it's something that gets annoying put it that way um it gets it gets annoying yeah
0: not only does it get annoying but it does and and i went through this a little bit right after i came out there's a couple of things that happened with mine where it's like okay well then i don't fit here either you know and i was like where do i actually fit one of the biggest moments and anybody who's listened to the podcast for a while has heard this story but i was standing in a bar one night And lived in Laguna Beach and hanging with, you know, you know, kind of the Laguna L.A. crowd, which really wasn't my crowd either. But hey, I live there. So, you know, I'm going to. Yeah, of And um, having a nice chat up with a guy wasn't like, hey, let's go hook up. Just like, hey, this is we're having a good conversation. And then I said, okay well, I got to go. Where are you going? (laughs) Like, well, you don't own me, number one. But I said, hey, I got to get home because my my babysitter's got to leave and I got to get back to my kids oh, you have kids? I'm like, yeah. He goes, are they yours? I'm like, yeah, I'm their biological dad. He goes, oh, you're a breeder. And he literally spun around and walked away. And I was like, okay, well now, because I dropped my seed in some woman, I'm not even going to fit here, right? <laughs> so it was just yeah, one of those that's things. that's messed I, up. It's really messed up. And okay, yeah, that's so their up. story. It's not my story, you know, but um, yeah. I find it really tough sometimes when we come from these other worlds. Like, I'm sure there's judgment like, okay, well, he's a doctor. So, you know, blah, 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 blah these stories are just kind of crazy that we allow each other to put on each other. And then we wonder why, why there's no harmony, why we can't find that middle ground. So to yeah. Speak. So what's been one of the That's biggest true. challenges for you since you did just finally say, okay, here I am. This is my truth. Here's where I'm
1: at. Listen, there were, there were many 10 years ago when I initially did, you know, starting yeah. with my wife at the time, um, then coming out to my family, you know, my biggest thing was that, um, and I don't don't want to make this like a talking point, but it's it's a thing. Like, um, my mom never knew, or my dad could never tell, or you know, my friends. Oh my god, he just blew my mind. Um, so there was just all of that where I didn't give anybody like little Easter eggs or little eggs right. throughout my life where it would be like, ah, oh, he might be X, Y, and Z. It's like I literally stayed in that box, dude, and I wanted to just like, you know be the best version of that self in that box. And I would never look out. Like even my ex-wife says, she's like, I never saw you look at a guy. I never saw you look at another girl. It's like, well, never look at another girl was easy, you know, but I literally just given. yeah, I was laser focused into not taking my mind to that. So it wasn't Mm -hmm. just like me coming out. It was like me finally looking, taking my mind, to like looking. And then looking turned into other things, obviously, you know, now I have had a partner for 10 years. So it's, it's been fantastic, but just coming out a year ago, the only reason why publicly publicly, the only reason why I publicly came out at that time was because on the show on TLC, my feet are killing me. um, We, I had two, um, two girls that I worked with Ebony and Sarah and the, the people started viewing that as like I was with my partner on there. His name is Dr. Sarah, and she's a good friend of mine. Too. Don't get me wrong; she's awesome. But um, I was like, "This is ridiculous." Now I'm getting put back into the box that I just worked hard to blow up. You know, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to be in that box again. Right. You know, let alone within my friends and family. But I don't even want it to be in society because I didn't feel like it was authentic. I didn't feel like it was good for our community, you know, for a while when I was like building my brand, I guess you could say I, all my friends were like, you know, you never post your partner, you know, you never do this. That's like, I have these pages to basically just be a doctor yep. that's, you know, talking about fitness, wellness, you know, trying to look as good as he can in scrubs, um, you know, and just be like that person that get out there and get my story out there. It wasn't like all family pictures and all partner pictures. And, you know, right. It wasn't because I was ashamed. And then finally it was like, all right, now's the time to just be like, pow, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. I- I've been here this whole time. I'm an advocate right. for everyone and everything. Anyone that wants to talk to me about it, patience, whatever, I'm always open and honest about it. So, um, and I was like that for 10 years. So it was just publicly that I, the narrative started to get switched up now that I was starting to be on TV a little bit more. Yep. Um, and when I was on the Titan games and stuff, they never asked that. Um, right. they, they never cared about your backstory like that. What did you do? Doctor, what, right. you know, what's your journey? All this things like that.
0: But I also think there's a point cause I've had to really navigate this pretty carefully in my own world. Um, like when my book came out, yes, there's stuff about my family upbringing and stuff. And, you know, I'm like, I can't not tell. I can't tell the story without some of that in there. But then as the podcast started to go, I was like, I was constantly checking with my husband and talking to my daughters because they were younger when this podcast started. Right. And even now there's, there'll be things like, Hey, I feel like really compelled to talk about this, but I won't talk about it. If you say, no, don't do it. You know? Sure. And because there is that, okay, here's the, you know, professional image that I want to, you know, Rick's known as the coming out guy, the guy that talks about people living unapologetic lives, but then there, I don't have to put all the personal stuff. I'll drop a personal photo from time to time in my Instagram because it's part of my story. I mean, a great hike with my husband or whatever, or, you know, whatever it looks like when we're doing stuff, but I don't feel this compelling need. In fact, when I used to speak on P flag panels, I spoke with another gal, lesbian, who she never really talked about herself at work. And man, when we'd be talking to these college students about our journeys and everything, like, well, why don't you, you know, you're not supporting the cause and all this sort of stuff. And she goes, well, hold on, let me, let me give you some perspective here. She goes, yes, we live in California pretty much liberal you know california where you would think anything kind of goes right but she goes if somebody decides they want to get rid of you in your job they'll find a way doesn't mean yeah. that they, ha- they can come out and talk about you being queer but they'll find a way and she goes this wasn't anything and she wore a wedding band and she kind of skirted around the issue and and students would get so uptight and so one time i finally like, i'm so done with <laughs> i'm so done with these students like bashing her right i'm like Okay, and I went through a whole ty- kind of a quote, I guess it was called a tirade at the time, but like, what if you being out ruined your college journey? What if you go into a job and not because you're out or not, maybe, maybe you have a, you know, maybe you're an alcoholic, maybe you have a disease and you don't want to talk about it. And everybody else like, why don't you do this? I said, each one of us has a privilege, many as a human being, but the one we mm-hmm. all hold to be true is the right to be ourselves in our own way. And just because you think somebody else needs to be out doesn't mean you have the right to tell them they have to be out. If they want to be hidden in and all that, that's up to them. We all get to live our lives our own way. Yeah. And I feel like that's one of the key lessons that we as a queer community should really keep honoring. You know, I've had so many people in my world because I coach people out of the closet all the time. They're like, well, you know, people are saying I'm not gay enough, which we already kind of touched on. I'm like, you get to do this your way. I don't care how you want to do it. You get to be gay your way. And I wish people would just embrace that piece.
1: That's awesome that you do that.
0: I'm curious, with the men's fitness thing, did things, I mean, I'm sure it changed like on lots of fronts, but as far as your queer
1: world, did things
0: change when that happened?
1: No, (laughs) no, not at all. Uh, You know, I I mean, I think a lot of people read it and I think it was really, you know, hopefully well-received. I got a lot of positive feedback on it. Um, but like, as far as like followers or people coming up to me on the street or different things like that, it hasn't, I think the people that follow me, um, once I came out the, um, the male to female ratio, you know, really changed a good bit. There were a lot of female followers, which I probably had 90% of, um, dropped a good bit. And then the males kind of went up a good bit and trust me, I'm very happy with that. Fine by (laughs) me, you know, that's all good. Um, But no, I mean, my biggest thing, uh, like, with the article is, like, there's a big difference between accepting and understanding. So, mm-hmm. like, I, I talk to my parents and my, my family and, and friends and people all the time. And it's just, like, people that love you and just, like, um, accept you, it's okay. That's fantastic. Love you, too. Um, but they might not understand and might not mm-hmm. think that you were born this way or might not think that, or might think that this phase or choice or different thing like that um, might go away. And it's really because that they're not taking the time to understand, help progress, um, have my back, our back. And it's insulting. So Mm -hmm. for a while there, I said, I don't even want to sit at the dinner table with anybody that doesn't understand or isn't at least trying to understand because then you might just be dead to me. Because this is ridiculous. Yep. You know, growing up with you and just having an acceptance, you know, uh, is is cool. But you're you don't have my back then, like family should. You know, and I'm not really talking about any one person, um, but because my my family has been great. Um, mom, dad, sister, everyone has truly been great. I have an uncle that's gay. He has a partner of so many years. They're like the quintessential mm-hmm. gay couple. Um, but my family journey has been great. Now, the religious aspect of it um, is what was interesting, you know? Yep. So I've had to struggle with that. I feel like religion is one of the main things that put me in this box. So to see like the continued push of like the youngsters in our family continuing yep. into the bible studies into the church into things like that it's pretty wild now i'm not judging it but it's interesting did you see the movie the whale yes
0: literally just pretty watched crazy, it last right? night pretty crazy Dude, I, watched, yes, yeah. I
1: watched it last night too that's crazy yeah. right i cried my eyes out i did too. so yeah like the whole thing was just nuts and i had no idea that he was going to be a gang man. I didn't either. Um, And then then his his story with his daughter, um, it was just awesome. Now it was sad throughout times, you know, with it because of how the daughter acted and stuff. And, and what's crazy too, is like they really hit, hit the, the religious aspect of it too. So it really checked a lot of the boxes that I was dealing with. I guess, you know, you too, like married, Had a kid. I didn't have a kid, but still, married, kid, religion. Yep, those were the boxes that that guy was placed in, and then he ate himself to death. You know, but holy crap, like that was nuts. Um, Well, it
0: is, and it shows the power of when you get locked, pushed into a box. Which I realize now, this is where self mastery steps in, and it's like, okay, I have the power to move out of this box. But at the time that what this was all happening for all of us, I mean, all through. I mean, I went to religious schools my entire life, and. And in the midst of finally my junior or actually sophomore year in college is when I'm like, this ain't working no more. Right. But even then, after I did come out, I went back in because it was like, okay, I wasn't strong enough in my faith or in my faith in myself. And it was right at, you know, it was right at the beginning of the AIDS epidemic. This was 81, 82. Yeah. Everything was, and my, uh, my dad's oldest brother was gay and he actually was one of the very first ones to actually pass from the AIDS epidemic. And I remember standing in his hospital room, just like, okay, this, I, and, and I kind of knew my own stuff at that point. And I don't want to say that's what kept me going back in the closet, but I knew I just wasn't there yet. I wasn't ready, you know? And I as that would kept
1: a lot of people in the closet.
0: Yep. Yep, And oh it's God. interesting to when I have the beautiful opportunity to speak on stage, when I kind of go through that experience of seeing him and realizing in some way that actually saved my life, because I was very naive. I was sexually naive for sure. At that point in time, I probably wouldn't be here speaking today about this if I had come out. But I also real, use that as the metaphor that sometimes it's not time to make the move of anything. It's not time to change that job. It's not time to walk away from a relationship. It's not time yet to maybe lose that weight because you have to be in that right space to say this is my moment forward. So persistency to, you know, being persistent to find the right moment sometimes is what it takes. And I'm so glad I, I have you. that that experience to have leaned back into because it's made me in many ways much more patient in how I push myself. But then when the moment happens, I'm like, you go. You know it's mm-hmm. time to really go make it happen. So yeah. Oh, so wow. yeah, let's talk a little bit about you know Central Park Soul because I know at the you know at the core of your business it's all about helping people with their issues with feet and everything. So I love the name number one. I think there's Thank such you. a cool grounding to that. But um, this is your kind of baby, right? This is where your yeah. heart and soul really truly thrives from. So tell Absolutely. us what you want people to know about that practice, and then we'll wrap things up here, man.
1: Sure. No, I mean. Look with the, you know, with the the show, my feet are killing me and, and stuff. We were filming all of that in my office in New Jersey, um, and I was working for somebody at the time. Um, in doing so, and it finally gave me uh, a platform to open something on my own and build something um, from the ground up. And yeah, I have a practice on 85th and Central Park West right now. And again, it's called Central Park Soul. Um, and it is, it is my baby. I mean, anything that you build like this, uh, there are definitely some, you know, learning curves and stuff, yeah. but I'm really trying to deliver just first class service here. I think a lot of the times in medicine, like if you feel like you're being discard discarded sometimes and just pushed to the side and maybe not called immediately, like we have a service where we call ASAP with any issues that somebody has, they get my cell phone number, they get answered in real time. Like I dedicate my life to this. So I just want this to be the best practice in New York city. I want this to grow and I want my patients to just absolutely love coming here and just have a refreshing take on medicine, like medicine, stressful, you're in pain. You're probably pissed off because you're in pain. You might be gaining some weight because you're not able to run around and walk properly. So I like to just practice what I preach. You know, I like to stay fit, show people my energy and that I'm gonna be able to get you back to the life that you deserve. Um, And that is literally my whole goal. I'm not even trying to sell the practice. That's how I feel about, you know, just me and life in general, you know? So I really try to practice what I preach, you know, with myself being gay, being a doctor, um, business owner, um, and just being the best version of myself, like no bullshit. I just wanna be the best version of myself and see where that goes.
0: But that's what I love about this podcast is when I get a chance to showcase somebody who says the beauty of being out and I wish more people, especially the extreme on the right, could just really understand it. This is just about us being our best self when we are hiding who we are, even though I don't yeah. like how they kind of have hidden in and now they're out to the extremes. But when we hide who we are, we are not being our best selves and i've had people ask me that all the time they're like why do you do like why do why do i do the podcast and this is the one part of my business i swear to god brad if if this went away i would be the saddest i love what i get to do here yeah it's cool it's not coming from ego it's like i just love i love being a sassy bitch. let's just go there okay and some people get really offended like that you're a man you shouldn't be using i'm like i don't really care and if that offends you i'm sorry that's just who i am but it's that piece of me that I hope, and with guests like you, we show our best selves here, and that, through perseverance and being yourself and showing up and do it on the daily, is what it's about living life and being your truth, because otherwise you're not living. you're just not right. living whatsoever. so um I agree well, I'm sure you got some feet to go look at, or maybe I don't know, it's mid-afternoon in Manhattan at this point, but um, I'm so glad we connected, buddy congrats on Thanks all your so success much. thank you so much for being a beacon of light in our queer community and to the world not just in our community because i feel like the more that we showcase ourselves again not from ego like hey i'm just an another guy you know i'm just a guy right that's exactly um, that's the stuff to me that's important so um thank you so much brad Thanks, for man. being here and sharing yourself with my audience and um we will have links to everything that you can go look at. and please go look he's a handsome guy guys i'm telling you you need to see this man he just <laughs> yeah, he, he's just a good looking guy, and he's a great heart. I mean, I love your heart, man. I heard that throughout thanks, the, our interview today. Appreciate so, that. Yeah, but thank you so Indeed. much. Appreciate you,
1: man. And uh, thanks for if
0: Something new comes up and you want to be back on, just reach out, buddy. We will
1: definitely. Oh, yeah, want. man. Hit me up. I'm here. I appreciate you. Thank you so much.
0: Hey, hey, life uncloseted family. Another episode of life uncloseted has come to an end, and it is time for all of us.